Alright, uh, welcome, good afternoon everyone in the U.S. Pacific area. Uh, good evening pala dito sa U.S. And good morning in the Philippines. Welcome to PT Mill Podcast Live. Handaan. So what we're gonna do here in uh, this usually like live segment for this handaan, we invite guests and we're gonna talk about certain topics in relation to physical therapy profession and practice. Tapos there, our guests would um, share some insights, uh, experiences relating to said topic. Hi, lady. So, hi, everyone who's watching. Um, you know, if you're, if you're watching, kindly message kung saan kayo na nakikinig or you're watching from and kindly share uh, this stream to everyone so that, you know, we can reach uh, more people and listen to our topic. So, uh, last handaan natin, we talked about taking the transitional doctor of physical therapy in the Philippines. And uh, that was an interesting discussion. So, if you haven't um, watched that or listened to that, it's available in uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, kahit anong streaming apps that you're listening to. And it's also in Facebook and in YouTube. So, we are now streaming in Facebook, in YouTube, and in Twitter. So, yun, share uh, nyo lang yung stream so that we can reach more people. <laughs> Thank you, lady. <laughs> All right. So, without further ado, ang, ang pag-uusapan natin uh, this morning in the Philippines and, and evening dito sa US I in celebration of June, Pride Month. So, we're gonna talk about um, LGBTQIA plus issues and concerns relating to physical therapy uh, profession and practice. So, um so in in context um the reason why we have to have this kind of conversation is because uh the LGBTQIA+ community is considered one of uh the marginalized uh sectors in, in healthcare and there's certain social inequalities and um health disparities that um the community the LGBT plus community is experiencing. So, marami tayong topics na pwedeng pag-usapan, but we're just gonna focus on uh, three topics kasi maraming issues eh. So, just for brevity and, and conciseness, yun lang muna tayo, mag-focus lang muna tayo sa three topics, uh, which are, we'll, we'll talk about discrimination or uh, differential um, treatment uh, amongst uh, physical therapists in uh, the community. And, um, Next would be um, health concerns of LGBT plus um, members in relation to getting physical therapy treatment. And lastly, competency of physical therapists or physical therapy students with relation to the LGBTQIA plus needs and concerns. So, so let me welcome my guests. All right, so let's start with um, Phil Dumaligan. He's a physical therapist, double board certified clinical specialist in geriatric and neurologic physical therapy, and he has been working in acute care setting for more than five years now. Uh, he's not new to the show. He has been a, a guest here. Hi, Phil. Welcome to the podcast again. Hi, good morning in the Philippines, good evening here, and for the listeners in the U.S. Yeah. All right. So next would be um, 
Nasaan na yung kodigo ko? <laughs> Next is Regina Aracel, a proud um, LGBTQIA plus uh, and currently physical therapist in uh, New York City. Uh, she practiced uh, clinically in various settings for 11 years in a multitude of cultures, both in the Philippines and in the U.S. She's working with uh, working in a psychological and mental strategies in therapy with New York City health advocates, psychologists, and mental wellness coaches in healthcare. Um, welcome to the podcast, Reg. Hi. Hello to everyone who's watching. Ayun. And last but not the le- least, ayan, medyo nagbabakil na ako. <laughs> so, Jules Racha is a trans woman who prides herself with uh, her job as a physical therapist, her family and friends who love her and accept her for who she is and uh, her faith in God's creation. She's a, a Filipino PT who migrated in the U.S. 10 years ago and have 15 years of experience as a PT and specializes in geriatric population. Jules, welcome to the podcast. Hi, welcome to the podcast. Good morning, good evening, USA. Hello, world. Hello, world. Yeah, parang ano, PBB lang. <laughs> All right. Someone's uh, saying hello. Uh, we need a mood. Hi, Del Reg. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so, welcome to the show. So, we're going to talk about um, some of, uh, as I mentioned, some of the topics or issues that the LGBTQIA plus community is experiencing. Um, before that, uh meron kayong gustong share as an opening about our topics before we go to the specific topics na pag-usapan natin. Wala, wala naman. Wala naman. <laughs> <laughs> Opening statements. <laughs> statement. <laughs> okay. Alright. So, um, sige. Let's start with our first topic, which is yung um, discrimination. Uh, discrimination in practice. So, um, I'd like you to think of your experience probably here in the U.S. or in the Philippines, that uh, an instance where you were, you know, treated differently or discriminated um, outright by a colleague, a patient, or a family member because of your um, uh, gender identity or expression or your sexual orientation, and how were you able to handle that treatment from that um, interaction. So, kung wala naman, then then good. Probably something that good experience that you you, you had with those people. Um, so, yeah, probably we'll start with um, Phil. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I had that same experience starting here in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um. I used to work in Oregon, the border of Oregon and Idaho, the northeastern part. So it's a little bit different than the western side where Portland is. So I think it was like on my third month. Mm-hmm. I was doing home health at that time. And I had an experience where I did the start of care for the patient. And then it was pretty typical, pretty standard start of care. Uh, nothing was said. There's no feedback. 
But when I went back to the office, they called the office. So my manager had to talk to me and ask me what I did wrong. Like, did I do anything that I felt was wrong? Because the patient is now canceling um, our services because I did the start again. And I said nothing. They didn't give me any bad feedback. Um, and then the, my manager, I was there in the office. And my manager was probing, like, you know, is there any instance where you felt harassed? Is there any instance where you feel like you were untreated pro uh, unprofessionally by your therapist? And then the patient said, no, um, I just think that your um, PT is, um, he used the word F-A-G. I don't want to say that word. Oh. Um, derogatory. Mm -hmm. So he said, because of it, he doesn't want to have uh, home health PT services anymore. Mm -hmm. Fortunately, we were the only agency within 50 miles, I think. Mm -hmm. So asked to be seen by us because he had PT orders. So he finally reported, he asked to be by a therapist. Um, I had a PTA at that time. So the PTA was doing the treatment. Is that me? You're kind of breaking up a little bit. Yeah. Okay. I might try. But um, that was my first instance where it was very, very awkward because um, my services as a physical therapist was being referred because of my identity, my gender identity, and not because of my skills mm -hmm. and my competence as a physical therapist. Mm -hmm. um, it was very heartbreaking at that time. Um, but I just handled it professionally. I was like, I'm going to show up to this person's house in my PTA, do the treatments, do the evaluation, and then get out of there. Patient got better, um, discharged from the services, but it just left a bitter taste in my mouth. Mm -hmm. um, and it was just very, very eye-opening to me that in America, there's different types of America. There's not only one type of America. Mm -hmm. uh, the America that we see in California, the America we see in New York, America that we see um, maybe in Austin, Texas is different from, you know, the America we see in other parts of the world. So, that um, taste of discrimination here in the U.S. Right, right. Yeah. Because, like, we would imagine, like, that America is, uh, since it's a progressive country, would would imagine that there's not much discrimination coming here, but there are conservative U.S. conservative um, patients as well that can, yeah. So, yeah, it's, uh, sorry to hear that. Um, so what happened? What? How did your um, supervisor supported you uh, during that time? Like when, uh, when he heard about that? Or when your supervisor heard I about it? I don't think I was supported, to be honest, because just me being in the same room, have, uh, hearing that conversation, hearing what was being said about me, that was very, that was not great, to be honest. Mm -hmm. um, and then actually after that incident, my supervisor was like, oh, maybe you should start wearing baggy pants or... Very um, animated when I talk. I'm, I'm a feminine. Um, maybe I, I think I'm a feminine. Um, <laughs> I'm proud of my uh, feminine side. I identify as non-binary, gender queer, by the way. 
Um, so I'm proud of that side of me. I don't want to not show that side of me. That's part of who I am. Right. So um, I'm not going to force myself on you. I'm not going to force my beliefs on you. But this is me. I'm going to provide my services as a physical therapist, mm-hmm. professionally, as professional as I can. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm providing excellent services. I go not standard service, but it's not affected by my gender expression or gender identity. But yeah, I don't feel like I was very supported at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, in that um, what would have been a good turnout for you had your supervisor uh, been more supportive? I don't, I don't probably be an ideal reaction or what would you have expected a supervisor to act in those instances? I think probably educating the patient, say, hey, we don't use that word. That's a derogatory word. Mm-hmm. Um, she can say, like, we we do not see our employee based on his, you know, we don't categorize them based on their gender identity. Their excellence is not um, predicated on their gender expression or gender identity. Like, oh, yeah, that's Phil. That's our physical therapist. Um, you know, he provides excellent services to our patient. Um, and I don't think um, him being who he is, he doesn't, he doesn't have to say um, who I am in terms of how I express myself. Right. Um, but he, he could have said, like, um, it doesn't affect the services that he provides. Mm-hmm. So just having that, just reassuring the patient that, hey, even if you think he is like that, mm-hmm then he can still provide the service that's um, appropriate for you and that you deserve. Right. Um, just having that confirmation, that affirmation actually from my supervisor would have helped. Mm-hmm. Um, and also the education provided to that patient would also help me um, in our community. Right, right. And, and moving forward as well for you know future, future patients, in, f- patient interactions like that. No. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's sometimes uh must not if we are backed up or by our supervisor or by our um, employers. No, it, that would make it a little bit better somehow. I agree. I think uh-huh. um, we need allies like you. Like I appreciate you, straight allies like you and other people um, advocating for our community because at, at the end of the day, um, we need acceptance from all um, people on the gender spectrum, not just from LGBTQI, um, you know, pe- uh, people who identify as LGBTQI, but also that A, the allies are right. very, very important. So thank you for hosting this podcast. All right. All right. So hopefully like uh, this could like open up, an, you know, conversation especially with our colleagues in the philippines with i i feel that yung gano conversation mas maraming mapag-uusapan eh kasi dito medyo nag-start na with with trainings and stuff like with um orientation pero i didn't feel something anything like that in the philippines when we were working so i feel that i i hope this this starts a conversation this starts um an interest in research as well in in the LGBTQIA plus community and physical therapy practice, not just in treatment, but also in patient care and, you know, therapeutic alliance between the, the patients and, and and also education and training as well. Yeah. So thank you, Phil, for uh, sharing that. Uh, let's ask uh, Jules. 
any experience uh, you know being cheated differently or um, some discrimination yeah um I I have had that experience as well I remember when I was working in Texas um, I had this patient this was before the transition so back then maybe I was like Phil you know flamboyant um, effeminate um, very you know very girly girly when treating a patient she loved me that particular patient did love me so much and so one day I called out and then my physical therapy assistant saw that patient and then she asked the pa uh, the patient asked the assistant um, about me and the assistant told her that I wasn't actually a woman that I'm actually you know just a gay guy and then when I came back to work the following day, the patient um, did not want me as her physical therapist anymore. And I felt like, what did I do? And again, this was before transition. It's not like I told her that I'm a woman. There was no conversation, no nothing like that. Um, I was just treating her. I'm her PT, she's my patient, period. And then she was just so upset to find out that I'm not, a woman that I was actually just a guy and yeah that was very upsetting on my end I felt like what did I do wrong I was doing good I was seeing you you were improving you are getting better you know I really we had a very good relationship so regardless of if I'm gay or trans or a woman why should that matter right but yeah, I wish that my supervisor could have talked to that patient, like, hey, Jules is doing a good job, you are improving, you came here, you're not able to walk, and now you are walking with a walker, like, you know, what's wrong with that? But yeah, nothing like that happened back then. Um, but you know what, instead of being discouraged, that particular incident made me transition. Because that patient told to the physical therapy assistant that she thought I was a woman because of my voice. Because I was, I, I was talking like so effeminately. And then it came to my mind like, hey, I really cannot change the way I speak. Because this is how I talk, you know. I have such, I feel like I have such a very feminine voice that people would have mistaken me as a woman. Even on the phone when they call me back they would alert me that something is trying to access my bank account and I'd be like, that's me. So instead of changing my voice, like, you know, instead of portraying that I have a big, deep voice just so it would fit my physical look, I just changed my physical look. And from then on, I did transition. So I used that particular experience on my advantage. And looking back now, it was upsetting, but it's not because of that I would have not been here. That's it. Okay. Well, I, I, <laughs> uh, lady said you're a gorgeous girl. <laughs> All right. <Thank> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, pero uh, for for but. It, it's it's somewhat. I don't think here for for me it's it's somewhat hard if a patient 
suddenly like changes their mind tapos you're gonna come back and face them again right How oh yeah it, it How? is that uh-huh. it was uh-huh and you know that patient was not assigned to me anymore that patient was assigned to somebody else so uh-huh. i didn't have to deal with her okay. although it will be awkward to see her in physical in rehab room you know mm. in the gym um, I'd be like, okay, there she is. And she, she called me her granddaughter for a while. Oh. I thought it was just her term of endearment, but yeah, apparently she was thinking that I was really a woman. Uh-huh. I would share one more experience, but this one, um, this is a patient who is a Muslim. Mm-hmm. And then I saw the patient um, a number of visits, and then all of a sudden they called the office to request for a new therapist. But in this particular scenario, like, I totally understand. Mm-hmm. It's very, you know, it's related to their religion, religious belief. Uh-huh. So I just did not say anything. I, I was like, I fully respect that. You know, mm-hmm. if that's their belief, I would not argue. Mm-hmm. It's not about me as a professional or as a physical therapist. It's just what we believe. And, you know, let's leave it at that. Uh-huh. uh-huh yeah and at this time if i would have people discriminating me or um they would choose another physical therapist because they don't want me because of my gender mm. i just move on okay yeah. i just don't deal with that anymore like you know you do you mm-hmm. i'm not doing anything wrong i am helping you but if you are gonna judge me because mm-hmm. of a, i'm a trans woman like it's not on me you right. know, you you do whatever you want. I'm trying to help you, but if you don't want my help, then so be it. Right. And no one can force you to see that those kinds of patients too. Yeah. And um, if I feel like discriminated at a patient's home, even before they call the office, I would call my office mm-hmm. and ask for realignment. Okay. Yeah. I would just tell them I'm not comfortable going back to that patient's home. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's another issue, you know, big issue, you know, religion and preference. Yeah, pag binuksan natin yung mahabahamang issue yun, mahabang discussion, pag binuksan natin mm-hmm. ng religion eh. So stick na lang muna tayo dito sa natin nating topics. But thank you for sharing that. I, I, okay. uh, um, yung patient mo kanina na you mentioned, was there any sign of remorse or was she aware that that was something that not that was not appropriate of her to you know ask um i i don't think so but uh, again this is texas this is an uh, older patient okay. and uh-huh. yeah sometimes you really cannot teach, teach old dogs new tricks you know it's hard for them to understand how we are now you know the diversity um gender um gender preferences so i just really just let it go and that helps a lot just letting go okay right but you you try to find the balance to educate and just like move on yeah yeah mm-hmm. okay yeah thank you for sharing um reg your turn oh sorry sorry uh, i need to yeah yeah you can go now and okay so, ano yung una nating ano? Um, uh, <laughs> uh, different treatment or, or discrimination? Any experience um, with that? Sa, well, from the Philippines. Kasi nag-start ako mag-practice sa Philippines pa lang. Nag-home mm-hmm. care ako, nag-outpatient ako. And even sa internship, 
um, kasi I identify as a lesbian. So, may time na may face ako na kahit lesbian ako, mahaba yung hair ko, and may face din ako na nagpapagupit ako ng short hair. So, Pilipinas, the most common um, the most common thing ng mga taong nagdi-discriminate is, oh, nito na yung piti mo. Si ate or si kuya ba to? Ate ka ba or kuya? Ginaganan ka. Or, sir ka or ma'am? Ginaganan ka. So, Ang excuse lagi sa atin kasi, joke lang kita. Or, maski sa family, sabihin na joke lang kita. Pero, you know, they don't know, it's offensive. Like, okay, sinabi ko ba na kuya ako? Or sinabi ko ba na ate ako? Bakit ina-assume mo, di ba? Parang, hi, ako yung titi, period. Di ba? So, sa Pilipinas, usually ganun. Or... Meron akong naging patient sa Pilipinas. Of course, yung older population, hindi sila masyadong oriented sa okay, lesbian to. Para sa kanila, tomboy ka lang or bakla ka. Uh-huh. Walang That's filter minsan din. Walang filter talaga. Sabihin. Parang tomboy yata yung therapist ni mama. Parang ganun. So parang ako, okay. Ako pa rin yung therapist. Parang ganun. So um, parang nadja-judge ka nga muna yung image mo hindi yung nagagawa mo. Pero after naman nun, like, oh, gumaling yung mom niya or gumaling yung patient mo, then they're very grateful. Pero, kailangan mo pa ba talagang pagdaanan lahat yun, di ba? Right. Dahil, dahil lang yung mga tao, wala, kailangan lang talaga i-categorize ka nila. Kailangan lang alam nila kung babae ka or lalaki ka or kung ano man. And then, pagdating ko dito sa Amerika, um, my first job was in Kentucky, as in South, Eastern Appalachia, Kentucky. Ooh, talagang Kentucky. deep, deep, deep south. Uh-huh. So the town I was in, it was about a thousand people population. You know, most of them are older people. So, yung younger colleagues ko, they were fine. Like immediately was brought up na, oh Regina, are you married? Or Regina, do you have a boyfriend? Are you living with someone here? Because you don't know anybody in our town, whatever. This is how we go. No, I don't know anybody, and I'm not married. Then we have to find you a, a man suitable for you. Blah blah blah. And I said, I'm so sorry, I'm not looking for a man because if I'm gonna be with somebody, that would be a woman. So sa kanila parang shock yun. Oh, you want a woman? <laughs> ganun lagi yung... <laughs> so, pag older population, usually ganun. There's, there's shock. Pero yung younger colleagues ko, they're like, Oh yeah, we're gonna find you a girl here. Doesn't mean that we're Southern, that we can't find you a girl. Maybe a girl here likes another girl. You never know. Hmm. Or, meron namang times na yung colleagues ko, uh, magjo-joke na, for example... Meron kami kailangan i-repair sa office or whatever. Tapos ni-repair nung kasama namin na lalaki, ganyan-ganyan. Okay, Regina, that's why you need a man in your life. You see? They're handy for something. Ganon. So parang ako, okay, yung porkit lalaki siya, siya lang makakagawa niyan. Parang kaya rin naman namin gawin niyan. Okay. okay. Tapos, um, pag naman sa patients, ganon pa rin. Yung matatanda pa rin yung um, so are you here with a feller? Are you here with a man? Lagi na lang yung identity mo is relate in relation to meron ka bang asawa na lalaki? Mm-hmm. Like, sino yung kasama mo sa bahay? And pag sinagot ko na, no, I'm not with any man, I'm not married, laging kailangan ka naming hanapan ng lalaki. 
Ganon. Ganon yung orientation nila. Well, I guess kasi Southern or whatever. Tapos, meron akong PTA na sinabihan talaga ako. Why do you like women? Tapos sabi ko, <laughs> sabi ko, <laughs> sabi ko, if I knew the answer, believe me, I would tell you. Tapos sabi niya, no, I just asked that because, you know, it's a sin. <laughs> Nag-get yung entra niya sa akin. Tapos parang ako, sabi ko, I don't think we're here at work to talk about this. I think we're here at work to work. Sabi mm-hmm. ko ganun. So ginaganon ko na lang. Ganun ko hinahandle. Like, wow. ayoko maging mean na parang, that's not your business or whatever. Although wow. some people would prefer to be stern and say, that's none of your business. I'm so sorry. Ako usually parang, okay, ayoko naman masira yung working relationship natin na hindi tayo magpapansinan. So I just say, no, you know what? We're here to work. Let's not talk about that. Let's not, you know, mm-hmm. let's not open for discussion. That's not on the table. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then nung lumipat ako sa New York, I was thinking, oh, mas, mas liberal lang New York. Super liberal ng New York. City, like, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, it's New York City. Maraming tao dito, and you know, I think they'd be more open to gay people. Yeah, the, the largest gay population in America is in New York City. <laughs> so, nag-home care muna ako, and yung home care, <laughs> nakakatawa, kasi yung home care assignment ko is in South Brooklyn, which is heavily Orthodox Jewish. So, mm-hmm. this is literally the Jewish people na talagang, mm-hmm. yeah, homosexuals don't even exist in their community, you know so, ngayon, in Jewish culture, sa religion nila, pag babae yung patient, babae lang yung pwede mag-treat. Pag lalaki yung patient, lalaki lang yung pwede mag-treat. So, separate yung ano. Sa outpatient, ganun din. Nagtrabaho din ako sa Jewish centers na outpatient. Separate talaga yung babae at lalaki. So, nung nasa outpatient, papasok ako dun sa room ng patient na babae. And immediately, pipigilan ako. Like, no, I requested a woman. Na I have to clarify, no, I am a woman. Mm-hmm. And then, sasabihin sa akin ng pasyente, well, you sure don't look like one. Wow. Sasabihin sa akin, why do you dress that way? Uh-huh. I think you have to dress more like a woman. Ginaganan pa ako. Uh-huh. So, how, how do you handle that? <laughs> so, parang ako, well, I don't think that affects my capacity as your therapist, <laughs> the way I dress. So, mm-hmm. but if you want another therapist, I will go outside, I will call somebody else to be with you. Ginaganan. Mm-hmm. But after that, like, mabay-mabay naman na tao na, no, 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 I'm sorry. Like, I didn't mean to offend you. I just thought you were a man when you came in and we can't really see men. Ganyan, ganyan. So, para sa akin, okay. Ibang story naman kapag home health. Pag home health, pupunta sa bahay nila. Right. So, kakatok ka pa lang. Of course, magsischedule ka sa phone. Yung babae, ko sa, yung babae yung bosses ko sa phone. <laughs> so, hindi naman nila may tune ako. Pag nag-appear na ako sa doorstep nila, sabihin nila, who are you? I'm your therapist. Oh, we were talking to a female therapist. And sabihin ko, yes, that's me. Uh-huh. Sabihin nila, oh, because you don't look like a woman. Laging ganun. Laging may you don't look like a woman. And ang ano nila is, meron pang Jewish patients na nagsasabi sa, sa akin na, well, God ultimately created only man and a woman. Mm-hmm. So I don't know about all of these modern people who think that they can be with a woman and a woman and a man and a man. 
parang may lecture pa. It's right. exhausting because you have to hear like in my whole career and I've been a PT since 2011. In my whole career, I have always have to deal I have always had to deal with people saying you don't look like a woman. Why don't you dress like this? Why do you look like a man? Why did you cut your hair so short? I even have patients. Ito yung pinaka-shocking sa akin. This is in Manhattan. Manhattan to me is supposed to be like, okay, it's metropolis. Everyone's supposed to be liberal here. Meron akong patients na they like the, they, they're very appreciative after the therapy. Like, oh my God, I don't know what you did. I feel amazing after, blah, 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 blah. I wonder who goes home with you. Oh. Like, Oh my god, I wonder who goes home with you and he must be a very lucky guy. Ganito yung tsura ko, ah. Mm-hmm. Ito yung haircut ko. Ito yung damit ko. Nasabi mm-hmm. sa akin, he's a very lucky guy. Like, don't ever let go of that guy. He should, oh. never, he should keep you, whatever. It's parang ako, um, hindi, ko naman, hindi ko naman kailangan i-disclose sa'yo na babae yung gusto ko or that oh. I go home with a woman or may girlfriend ako sa bahay, whatever. Oh. Sinabihan pa ako ng, you know, sabi ko, oh no, I don't, I don't, have anybody sabi kong ganun sinabihan pa ako ng you know I'm gonna give you a tip if you want to have a man in your life I think you should grow your hair men love long hair <laughs> so parang ako hindi ko alam yung mga reaction ko at that specific time kasi parang on the spot right. ma-offend ba ako ang hirap kapag naipit ka na sa ganun. Kasi pasyente mo yan, okay, natuwa siya sa'yo. Siguro, well-meaning naman siya, hindi niya alam na lesbian ka. Or... Mm-hmm. Wala, wala siya siguro talagang idea, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, di na lang nag-comment. Parang ako, okay. <laughs> yeah, I suppose men love long hair. Okay. Uh-huh. Ganun na lang. Parang, usually hindi na ako nage-effort. Kasi lalo na pag nakikita ko na yung kausap ko is super attached na siya dun sa idea niya of ano yung babae and lalaki. And uh-huh. alam ko naman na hindi siya magiging open kapag narinig niya yung idea or tatagal lang yung session and kailangan ko na ikat kasi may pasyente pa ako. Of course, hindi ko nasaya kanyo oras ko kasi billable, billable time yun. Time yun. So, <laughs> exactly. So, ganun ko hinahandle. Parang sasabihin, either tatawa ko, pag may time ako i-educate ko, Or, halimbawa, sabihin sa akin, joke lang ngayon. Sasabihin uh-huh. ko minsan na, it's not a nice joke. Uh-huh. So, there are different ways. Uh-huh. Pero, the sad part is that, uh, as, a, as a gay person, kailangan mong pagdaanan yun every single time. Uh-huh. I mean, sabi ko sa'yo kanina, nung before the, the show started, na swerte yung mga femmes or swerte yung mga gay guys that they really look like guys kasi hindi ka natitirahin agad dun sa itsura mo. Mm-hmm. Like ang femme na lesbian, wala nang magko-comment. Mukha siyang babae. If anything, the guy will hit on her. Diba? Pero ako, because I don't look feminine, laging merong comment sa itsura ko. I have no idea how many times I've had to answer to how I look like. Mm-hmm. Diba? Parang ang exhausting nun, which a straight person will never have to deal with in their life, is kailangan mo i-explain yung appearance mo. And kailangan mo tumanggap ng comments so ano dapat yung itsura mo dahil babae ka. Mm-hmm. Or kailangan mo laging explain na ay hindi lalaki yung gusto ko. Parang mm-hmm. gano'n. Ang swerte nung, in that aspect, swerte yung mga straight therapists. Uh-huh. <laughs> kasi right. hindi ka tatanggihan kasi mukha ka ng lalaki or babae. Wala na ko questionin sa'yo. Walang, wala, wala lahat nitong hassle na to. 
Mm-hmm. Dahil lang straight kayo. Parang gano'n. <laughs> I think may, medyo mahirap din minsan yung parang, uh, I, I don't know, uh, uh, tell me kung totoo, you, you, you try to balance not explaining your uh, gender identity expression and just like letting it go as to, you know, explaining it this is me, this is who I am, and stuff like that, and this it does not affect my, you know, parang kind of taxing talaga, no? Mm-hmm. With, 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 with all the explaining and juggling kung ano talaga yung kailangan mong sabihin, ano yung kailangan mong, parang sometimes you have to write, like be in a closet ba, para babalik ka pa sa closet, or sabihin mm-hmm. ba sa kanila, or just gonna let it go. Kasi hinahalo nila yung professionalism with our personal life. Right. It's it doesn't affect I mean the 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 being a therapist does not affect my personal life just as my personal life does not affect my being a therapist. Mm-hmm. Pero can you imagine we are only talking right now about yung professional career. Right. Can you imagine in our daily lives simula na lamang namin na gay kami? kailangan namin i-explain to sa lahat ng aspect ng buhay namin. Ganun siya kahirap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hindi lang siya sa working na explain. Pag pumunta ka, pinakilala ka sa bagong tao, pag may pinuntahan kang event, kapag may nakilala kang ganito, anything that we have to do as a gay person, lalo na kung nasa Pilipinas ka, kailangan mo laging i-explain yung sarili mo, bakit ganito itsura mo, gusto mo ng babae, ganyan. Do you imagine how exhausting that mm-hmm. is? Right. Diba? Same, same <laughs> with the elements modules. Um, yeah, in, in some parts, Part. but you know what? For me, I really don't discuss anything about my, yeah, you know, gender preference, my sexuality, right. any mm-hmm. to my patients, neither to my coworkers. Mm-hmm. I don't have to. Right. Um, I've yeah. had a patient ask me one time if I'm a trans woman. It's not that I'm not proud to be. I am really 100% proud to be trans. It's just that I did not come here to talk about me. Mm-hmm. And I would just dismiss the conversation and I would just say, if you want to ask me questions that's physical therapy related, that's, you know, related to your case, I would definitely be happy to answer it for you. But mm-hmm. that question about me mm-hmm. is not what I came here for. Okay. So I would prefer that we not talk about it. Yeah. And they would respect it, you know. I guess, because again, like what um, Regina was saying, it could be too taxing. It will be tiring to explain to everyone why you like women, why you like men. And you know what I learned? Just the fact, whenever they ask me, so do you have a husband? I dismiss that already because I know from that question, that question will lead to another and to another and to another. So I just dismiss that right away. Like, I would just say, nope, I don't have asthma and I don't want to talk about myself right now. I'm so sorry. It's physical therapy time. It's time to do your physical therapy. So let's start. I just do that. Like, nope, we're not going to discuss about me. Uh Uh-uh. And I just learned that, you know, from, from the practice, um, now, in the Philippines, it's a different situation. I have not been a physical therapist in the Philippines mm-hmm. as a trans woman. Mm-hmm. So I would not be able to impart any experience on that. Uh, but that's good. Uh, you, you set, parang sa simula pa lang, you set boundaries. Eh. 
this is our therapeutic relation. Uh, I'm here for you. And, you know, we're not going to talk about me. We're going to talk about you and how I can help you. Yeah. That's a good that's yeah. a good one. All right. Yeah. Uh, so I think Major na nawala si Phil baka bumalik siya anytime like soon. <laughs> um we're going to move on to the next uh topic which is well, that was a good discussion. Thank you for sharing that. So next would be um the concern, health concerns of the LGBTQIA+ community in terms of physical therapy. So in your practice, what are or in 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 your like friends or in your circle, what are the health issues or concerns that the community is is experiencing that is sometimes overlooked or neglected in our practice? Because I know um, uh, for for chance I, I've read somewhere that they um, uh, sometimes they don't get that. Um, access to healthcare like especially for uh affirming uh, for affirming surgeries po, you know post affirming mm-hmm. surgery so minsan hindi nila sila nagkakaroon access to that so for uh in your experience any mga health concerns or welcome back Phil so we're moving on to the next question so any mga LGBTQIA+ concern health concerns of the community that is sometimes neglected or overlooked in our practice Let's probably start with Jules. Um, I don't know. Um, what the example that you were saying? Okay. Um, I think that has improved. That has improved nowadays. Like, yeah, a lot of insurance companies now do approve um gender reaffirming services for trans women mm-hmm. as long as you can provide um a letter from from a psychologist or from your doctor's office. Mm-hmm. that you are really transitioning to become a woman. Mm-hmm. Of course, there are certain requirements to get approved. And I think one of the requirements is that um, you should be taking hormones for at least 12 months. Right. That's one. And then that letter from a psychologist or from the social worker, from your team, um, and then those get submitted to your insurance company and most of the time they approve it. Mm-hmm. Um, I live in Philadelphia, so I would say when it comes to PrEP or pre-ex- uh, pre-exposure prophylaxis, it is very accessible in my city. Um, you can access that for free. Um, we have a local LGBTQIA clinic that provides um, free STD, HIV testings, and they would also provide free prep mm-hmm. uh, for patients who want it and need it. Right. That's good. I, it's, it's good to hear that in, in your um, experience, it's improving already. Uh, Reg, any experience in healthcare delivery or specific health conditions that my community is um, somewhat being neglected on? Um, for New York City, well, definitely very accessible yung mm-hmm. uh, gender ano, affirming procedures. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when you go out, it's not really the cities that we're talking about here because the city is definitely very inclusive. Mm-hmm. When you go out of the cities, 
then a lot of LGBTQIA people are having trouble finding doctors who support them. Because oh. you need medical necessity to access these services. Mm-hmm. The doctor has to write that it's medically necessary for your insurance to even consider approving so. you. So there are so many people outside of the cities, definitely, that are very underserved and they are suffering. And there's so many documentaries actually na pwede mo makita na wala talaga silang access to hormones, mm-hmm. procedures, even like yung aftercare, after surgery. Like I've had maybe, I have had a few na after ng gender affirming surgeries nila, they need therapy, di ba? Right. Kasi, especially bottom surgeries, yan, the hardest cases siguro na nakita ko bottom surgery. Kasi, ang hirap bumalik sa, ano nila eh, sa function nila eh. So, um, in New York City, yes, very progressive. Mm-hmm. They are covered. We see them. Um, but outside of New York City, and I do know a few people na namit ko lang, um, through friends and through work na nag-travel sila to New York City because wala silang mahanap in Ohio, wala mm-hmm. silang mahanap in Tennessee, wala mm-hmm. silang mahanap in Virginia, parang ganun. Like mahanap so, na healthcare professional. Healthcare professional, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. There is always an OBGYN, there is always a urologist, there's always a GP, but someone who would believe you that you need to transition and someone who will write that it's medically necessary for you is not easily accessible to people outside cities, big cities. Mm-hmm. So there's still a long way to go. Mm-hmm. And in terms of the Pilipinas, don't even ask. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think we're close to that at all. Right. I think even even with um, you know inclusive wordings in our documentation in the Philippines. Yeah. Inclusive. Like I, I, I know in in New York City uh, that they have listed fifty nine genders. Fifty nine genders. So my exactly. like so like inclusive, inclusive. Like um but seventy six na siya ngayon. Na. Oh seventy six okay. genders. So <laughs> it, it, that kind of shows that you're really um oh, you know, intentional. And, on, and including yeah. everyone. So, ganun pa lang, with simple as documentation. You know? mm-hmm. um, how about you, Phil? Any, uh, um, anything on that topic? Um, access to healthcare, conditions of um, members of the community that are somewhat neglected in our practice? Um, I live in San... I mean, I, I work in San Francisco, California. I live in the Bay Area. So, I would say I'm fortunate to have um, seen services um, that are equally inclusive to all genders. Um, where I work, I work for the University of California, San Francisco. Um, there is um, a section um, wherein a patient can choose their pronouns. Um, so when we greet our patients, um, we greet them by their pronouns, or we're required to ask them, so what's your preferred pronoun? Because I work in acute care, we have patients who are who identify as trans uh, men or women, um, and they're probably in the process of transitioning, so they are not uh, affirmed in terms of looks. They have not gone through the surgeries that will affirm their looks um, or affirm their body. So 
Um, it's hard to tell when you're looking at them, but when you look at the chart and you see their pronoun, their preferred pronouns, then you can actually address them appropriately. So I like that where I work. And as employees, we also can put our, we are required to put our pronouns or maybe encouraged to put our pronouns um, on our emails. So I actually have a section where the pronouns, um, it's her, um, he, she, uh, which are my preferred pronouns. Um, I also work for Kaiser and I know that they do, do uh, speech and language pathology services um, for voice for patients who are in the process of transitioning to help them um, achieve the, vo the voice that they want um, after they do the gender affirming surgeries. So that was very beautiful to watch. It's actually led by a guy who identifies as a member of the LGBTQI community. Um, it's very beautiful. He's actually an awesome guy. Um, and then also, I think something that's Men's or women's. Major like John. Major na ano na siya. Nikki na yung bandwidth. Hey, hi Phil. Welcome back. Yeah, welcome back. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah. So I'm actually fortunate that I I've seen this. Um, I actually want to let the guys. The, the other PTs know that the APTA is actually pushing for more gender, uh, well, for diversity, equality, and inclusion uh, in education. So in our residency program, we have acute care residency and neurologic residencies for PTs. Um, they're required to go through um, modules um, recommended by the APTA to make sure that they're providing um, care that is inclusive um, and respectful of all genders, cultures as well. Uh, and beliefs. So I'm very proud that where I my workplace is in the forefront of um, making sure that we have equal access um, to healthcare. That's good. That's good. You know, I think it would be the drive for our practice is being inclusive. So in 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 you know coming from that uh, inclusion na topic is how would we Ito na third topic natin, third year uh, talking point is how can we, um, what do you call this, exercise gender sensitivity and inclusion in our practice? Should it start from sa practice na mismo or kailangan masimulan natin siya sa school? Kasi I, I don't remember studying anything on that except on um, the, back then it was reassignment surgery but now it's affirming surgery, di ba? So yun lang ang um, naalala kong topic back then na napag-usapan. Pero for you, um, uh, in your opinion, where should that start? Should it start from na, sa practice na uh, dealing with patients or should it, we start at school? Uh, let's start with Rich. I think definitely sa school. Mm-hmm. You should start teaching your future PTs that this is one of, just as you're teaching PTs um, different cases, ortho cases, neuro cases, this is also a case. Because you will see this more and more, I believe. Um, there, should, there should be enough um, time to cover gender-affirmed um, patients 
how do you deal with them like kung tayo we see patients may ACL may hip replacement knee replacement may phases of recovery may phases of kung ano yung bibigyan mo sa kanila at a specific time mm-hmm. then i think it's we need to learn like if somebody had gender affirming surgery what are the phases that they go through diba mm-hmm. what do you need to work with um with regards to their movement their function and then how do you integrate your treatment with ot speech therapists like is in field diba merong mga nagsi speech therapy pa for um, after gender affirming surgeries i think it's necessary now na sa school siya mag start kasi otherwise when you come into like tayo we didn't get that but coming into the practice these younger kids graduating when they come into the practice and they see na oh this is a type of patient that we have and i know i remember in the philippines diba very limited in your cases we don't see all the cases in the philippines we don't even see a lot of like alzheimers we don't see a lot of like cancer patients mm-hmm. getting therapy dito mo talaga sa america makikita i think now is the time to start yung curriculum should be adjusted into what what we we will really need to expect in clinical practice once you're out there in, mm-hmm. in wherever kahit sa country ka mapunta mm-hmm. they're the same people that you will see kailangan sa training mo pa lang equipped ka na mm-hmm. all right so economist uh, like how can a physical therapist become an ally uh in you know uh dealing with you know members of the lgbtq community um i guess i'd say no first and foremost respect the pronouns mm-hmm. regardless of your colleague or your patient like i know for some it could be really very awkward mm-hmm. to ask for a person's pronoun but you can start with saying hi my name is jules i'm a physical therapist my pronouns are mm-hmm. she and her how about you mm-hmm. Because, you know, that especially if you're confused, if you're dealing with somebody, maybe like Regina, like, I don't know, um, the name is Regina, but I'm seeing someone who's like, who presents themselves like a guy, I don't know what pronouns they would prefer. You can start the conversation with something like that. Mm-hmm. You start by introducing yourself and then ask them. Mm-hmm. And that way they would already feel that you're inclusive, that you are respecting them. Right. Start with that one. Mm-hmm. I think that's number one. And number two, you know, um, with our colleagues and our patients, I'd say tolerance, you know. Um, I'm lucky that most of my patients really see me as their physical therapist. I'd say 99% of the time. Mm-hmm. And I always set that boundary that I am your physical therapist. You are my patient. We are not friends. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I would establish a good rapport, but there's a boundary. Mm-hmm. Yes, I I do that, and um, I guess in our profession we should always have that boundary as well, mm-hmm. because when a patient sees you as their therapist or someone who's professional or someone's there to help them, mm-hmm. they would not dare cross that boundary because they will respect you. Yeah. They will respect you because you're a good therapist. So they would realize that regardless of your gender preference, you could be trans, lesbian, or gay. Mm-hmm. They would realize that you're there to help them, and that and that you are capable of doing your job. 
and mm-hmm. practicing your profession. And then from then, the conversation would just stop. Do not let your patient close their doors to you because of your gender preference or, you know, sexual preference. Just mm-hmm. show them what you can do and, you know, they'd appreciate it. Right. Right. That's good. That's good. Uh, and uh, Phil, same. Uh, how can uh, we can, how can our colleagues or us as physical therapists, our profession move forward into including, uh, to be more inclusive in our practice? I think education is important. Mm-hmm. Uh, educate them early, educate them at school. Um, I think that now there's a big push to require gender sensitivity training in the school before physical will enter the workforce. I know that I'm working with students right now and they're saying that they were required at okay. school. Um, but Californian students, uh, they're required um, at school to, uh, to go through gender sensitivity training before they go through their internships. Mm-hmm. So that's a win for me. Um, and education, um, our part is very, very important because we educate our colleagues, we educate our patients by how we act, mm-hmm. how professional we act um, when we were at work, when we are at work. Like Jill said, like excellence, like we, it's, it's a little bit unfair, but I always think that I am a physical therapist who identifies non-binary. But I also always have this burden to make sure that I provide excellent care because if I don't, then I feel like I'm not representing my my tribe. I would say mm-hmm. my tribe very well. So mm-hmm. it's a burden for me, yeah. but it's a burden that I bear proudly and gladly. I'm a physical therapist, but identify as a non-binary um, human being, mm-hmm. um, and I want to provide excellent care as much as I can. But the education, all the encounters that we have that we um, we have patients with colleagues, these are opportunities to educate them about who we are and what our community means. Because when we educate them and people people's eyes are open, then that's the only need these allies in our community. Feel you a break. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Feel ko maganda yung sinabi mo. Oh, sorry. Kaya ulitin mo. Feel ko yung emotion eh. Kasi pwedeng ulitin. What part? Well, colleagues are the guests. Colleagues? I don't know. I don't know where I missed, but um, I just want to say, like, um, every encounter that we have with patients and colleagues, we need to use this encounters as opportunities to educate. Um, and if we educate um, everybody, then that's the only time that we can achieve acceptance in our community. And that's important for us um, to have rights and privileges as members of the LGBTQI community um, and make sure that we enshrine these rights and privileges in our existing laws. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So, yeah, if you're, uh, you're from the you know, straight community and you have colleagues and friends try to educate yourself ask them what's appropriate not appropriate be be conscious on how you interact so don't probably don't because for sure we have friends from the lgbtqia community and 
um minsan we, we we try to joke around and and stuff like that pero um you know that may may pass na ganun eh kasi we're friends eh pero dapat we we should be sometimes be conscious am i crossing the line is this not appropriate if i say this to someone else mama masasaktan ba sila am i being rude so probably you know then magsisimula yung education self education self awareness and um we mentioned APTA kanina merong nilabas ang APTA PT proud of a handbook that somewhat introduces uh the the physical therapy professional on some of the terms and you know um statistics about the LGBTQIA so uh for those still watching um you know, you can access that it's a free handbook it's a uh, I forgot the name pero you can search that um PT proud uh APTA LGBTQIA handbook so it's it's a primer on what are the things like the terms, the pronouns, um, statistics on um, inequalities and, and social disparities. So you can start there. We can all start there. And gusto ko yung sinabi din Jules, like respect and be make make sure that you know you honor and uh, use the pronouns that that person is identify identifying with. Because just like our names, you don't want to call someone else uh, with a different name. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, as a closing, yung pabaon natin, yung usually closing ko dito sa PT Mill eh, yung pabaon natin, PT Mill, pabaon, kain. So, <laughs> yung to-go natin for our uh, viewers and listeners, what is that one thing that you want them to take away from our conversation? Yung dadali nila sa practice. Uh, just one thing, very important, that they can carry in their practice after listening to our um conversation uh wants to start <laughs> i'll start okay sure. <laughs> i guess um the for me the best takeaway from this um session mm-hmm. is that you know as a professional learn how to respect other people Regardless if that's about the culture or their or their gender preference or whatever, just respect your patient or colleagues. Secondly, also just be yourself. Just be who you are. Don't be afraid what other people would say. Don't be afraid of being judged or being, you know, discriminated. Because let's accept it. You could be a straight a gay person hiding in closets, you would still be discriminated. They should also be upset with you for whatever reason. It may not be because of your gender, but for whatever reason, we cannot please everybody. So I'd rather live my life and be happy without pleasing anyone, but showing my excellence with the job that I do. That's all. All right. Good, good. That's uh, Reg. Um, I think the takeaway from this one right now is actually... Mm, centered on respect like for our hetero colleagues yeah and then the younger generation who's going to graduate and you're gonna practice you are going to meet a lot of people in your practice who are in the spectrum of lgbtqia plus first of all never pass on judgment by the way a person looks okay alam ko in the philippines 
we are very notorious for looking at a person and saying bakla or tomboy to. Okay? Please, when you go anywhere else in the world, huwag niyong dalhin yun with you. I don't care kung paano ka pinalaki, sino nagpalaki sa'yo. Don't do it. Okay? Don't cut categorize people into bakla po siya, tomboy po siya, ito po yung pasyente ko. No, respect your patients. And then respect the people you work with. Like, yun nga, sabi ni Jewels, use the pronoun that they want. Diba? I hear this many times in my own practice. They're laughing at the pronouns. Like, I have colleagues. It's a shame that you're laughing at the pronouns sure. that people want. Gusto niyang tawagin na they, them. Okay, Huwag mong irrationalize kung bakit they them. That's what they want. Respect that. It's really, it's really, um, it's really sad that in the year 2022, we still have to have a special edition podcast just to teach people how to respect. Diba? So also, if there are PTs watching in the Philippines, please start somewhere kasi we are very much behind compared to dito sa America. We're all here in America, yung mga kasama ko ngayon in this podcast. But for also those who are practicing in the Philippines, please help us bring it there. Because for every time that someone is homophobic and someone can't come out of the closet, there is a chance that they choke and die in that closet. So, yeah. Alright, Phil. Um, pabaon. That's hard. Um, I agree with all the statements of Jules and Regina. I'm honored and proud to be on this panel with them, and I'm honored and proud to be with an ally like Johan. Um, at the end of the day, we're all human beings. Let's treat each other as human beings. Let's love one another. At the end of the day, love will always win. Um, so. Um, make sure for the people who belong to the LGBTQI community, our fight for inclusion and acceptance does not stop. We're always fighting every day and keep that fire burning. We'll have to fight to make sure our rights are enshrined in law. So please vote. Yeah. So I'm, I'm really honored, I guess, as well, and grateful for you know for you three accepting my invitation and sharing your experiences with us and syempre um coming from that experience it it parang it really uh parang nagiging totoo pag if we hear first hand experiences it you know parang um kung hindi ka man nakakilala ng ibang ng ng tao uh, uh, of like colleague from uh that are LGBTQI at least listening to someone who have that experience it makes it real and you realize na ito pala yung nararamdaman nila i should be more kind be more respectful hopefully that yeah. sorry if i may add sorry to cut you off sure. when sometimes because it's difficult for you know our friends to transition their pronouns from him or he to mm-hmm. he or she mm-hmm. and they would sometimes slip uh-huh. and then when they slip it would just make a big deal out of it. Oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to say him. I, don't, I, I apologize. I know you. Just don't do that. Just move on. Correct yourself and move on. Uh-huh. Don't make a big scene that you made a mistake. Big deal. It makes it more awkward, you know. Uh-huh. That's all. Sorry to cut you off. I just yeah. I forgot to mention that. I really want to say that. Good so. point. We din eh, now. Yeah. <laughs> right. So yeah. Um. So. 
Sorry. <laughs> it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. I really enjoyed our conversation. Nandami ko rin na napulot and, um, you know, live from your experiences as well. So I hope this, you know, this um, conversation continues with other people, other uh, physical therapists in their clinics, in their own practices, and those who are, the, they have their own private practice, they have their own patients, set of patients. We can start with ourselves. Eh? We, we can't, hindi na natin kailangan maghintay na from management down. Let's start within the, the practice, with your department. With you, kahit hindi siya part ng ng intake form. Start with you. Start. Pag narinig ng mga uh, ng ibang therapist yon, then they'll you know, oh, okay, it's cool. Yeah, it makes it normal to do that. Kasi parang like you've said, parang meron yata talaga tayong colleagues na parang they laugh at that pronouns, that use of the pronouns. Eh, bakit mo magtatawan? It's like a name. That's kaya nangingi alam. Right, right. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, respect that. That's how they how people identify. It's like a name. So yeah. So if if that's how your patient uh, wants to be identified, respect that. You're you're here for the best interest of your patient. Okay, not your own interest. You're being selfish. And because I I only recognize he and and she uh, for men and women. No, you're doing this for your patient. So yun lang ang for me in takeaway. So isipin mo lagi yung pasyente you're for the benefit of your patient and your, you know, and that that good rapport and treatment. So yeah, so um, for uh, those who are watching, listening, and you find value and from this conversation, please share it to your colleagues. No, para we can educate them and we can start, you know, the ball rolling on this conversation again. So um, until next time, thank you again for watching PT Meal Podcast. So the, I'm Johan De La Paz, so um, atambayanan yun na yung next episodes. All right, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to PT Meal Podcast. If you like the show and want to support it, Please follow the podcast's social media accounts in Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Share the episodes you're listening to or episodes you love to listen to so that the message can reach more people. Also, if you have anything to share with everyone about the profession or your practice, do contact me and we can work something out. If you have any suggestions, feedbacks, questions about the show or the guests, uh, of the show, you can reach me through all the podcasts, social media accounts, or through the website www.ptmealpodcast.com, or through email at ptmealpodcast at gmail.com. Alright, looking forward to hearing from you. Thanks. Just a reminder, folks, the podcast is intended for educational and informational purposes only. The show strives to keep all information true and correct, but humans sometimes make mistakes. Factual errors may be present, so we encourage the listeners to do their own research on the featured topics as well. Now, let's go back to the show.